Welcome to the final third part of our conversation about racism. This was probably the more emotional, like emotionally heavy part, to be honest, but having this sit down intentional talk with my siblings was stress relieving and definitely what we needed in order to process our thoughts. So yeah, have a listen. So basically, this was one of this was kind of like a turning point for me in um, as a individual human being, um, acknowledging that I was being treated differently for no other reason than existing with a different skin color, and what that in the, for for the expectation of and what that expectation is from a third party looking at in at me if that makes sense mm. and dealing with that um basically what happened in bulgaria was i was on a a, a missions trip that's technically that's what it was it was a missions trip a tour um with a with a group i won't um, give names of the group just for their own reasons but um yeah, I was on tour with the group. I was the um, only black guy in the group. That wasn't an issue, that was fine. The group consisted of um, international people, so people from Australia, America, um, some people who were from the US but also lived in Turkey because they worked for the company that like, does the missions. So that was their whole job, that's what they do. Um, so it was a mix of those people. I was the only English person, the only black person, Actually, I wasn't the only English person, I think. Uh, there was another guy, and um, a couple, actually. Um, but I was the only black guy, basically. And what happened was the the first performance of um, the tour was in Bulgaria, in a small town. I can't remember what the town was called. It was the first performance? It was the first performance. Yeah. And I was... And basically... Um, as I, I was the drummer in the band, but on this day specifically, we hadn't um, set up the musical side of the product, the, the production that we were doing. Because um, what we were doing is just going to different towns and villages in um, Bulgaria, which is one of the poorer countries in the EU, to try and just... Um, I'm not sure what the exact reason was. No. But we were just trying to improve something in those um, areas. And and, um, uh, speak to them and try and, like, have a positive impact in some sort of way. So we were there for positive reasons, basically. And then the first day, 
the where we arrived there wasn't enough space for us or time for us to have our rehearsals as the music group and then perform that same day because it was quite it was quite a rush because we had to drive from Turkey where um, I landed um, on the flight by myself um, and then drive from Turkey in that from their office and then drive down to Bulgaria so um, first performance the band didn't perform so we were kind of on security duty just to make sure nothing got um, stolen and things like that just because we were in quite a poor area and have, we had expensive equipment so we had to just manage what was going on throughout the performance before and after and um, as part of the show was going on there was just obviously uh, we were surrounded by the people in the village which is like maybe up to 200 people um, maybe less or more but around 200 I think and um, this consisted of adults and children um, who weren't English speaking which is the main part as well and um, for some reason I didn't really feel comfortable when I arrived because I've been the only black guy expected to have eyes on me at all times just to see what I was doing and see what goes on and whatever. So I was like, okay, that'll be part of it. But what took me by surprise was the open racial abuse that I experienced there, which is what I'm, which is what I'm alluding to. Basically, I had by the end of the show, I had crowds of adults and children swarming me, all shouting and chanting the n-word all together around me no like regard for what was going on or whatever me being the only black guy and of course i tried to stop them and be like no that's not that's not right you can't say that that's not a viable thing but then there's the language barrier so it's like speaking to a brick wall it's just like saying no shaking my head trying to pack up the show and um just leave basically and everyone else in the group that I was with was also doing have their own responsibilities to pack up things and speak to people and things like that but I'll just continue to get swarmed with people of all ages chanting the word and it was it was traumatizing I can't lie it wasn't great and that kind of that was on the very first day in the very first location that we got to as well um, and that continued up until we were literally driving out of the area and that's when the rest of the group realised like that that's that's what they were saying to you this whole time because I'd said they're, they're, they're not being friendly they're not they're being abusive and things like that but I don't think they really realised until they saw people chasing the van that we were leaving the area with still chanting the n-word so what did they think they were saying? Is it what that they, they could? Was it that they, that they couldn't hear what was being said by this crowd, or that they just didn't think that it was as serious as you were said saying? Yeah. I don't know exactly. I don't because they they kind of um, almost made excuses for them in mm -hmm. a way where they were like. I don't, I don't know because really for me, the only way for me to deal with that was to put it out of my memory so I don't genuinely don't remember parts mm. of it mm. and what was said and the reactions to it but I know that nothing drastic was done and I'm not sure 
what was within their powers to do either. Because it, it would that wasn't the first time that happened. That was the worst time that it happened. But there was several other events where I'd be surrounded by different people saying um, racist things. And for the people who could speak English, they'd be like saying, "Oh, um, he's almost as dark as you." Talking to like the darkest person in the in the vicinity, being like, "Oh, this is my cousin. He's almost as dark as you." Ha 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 ha, and things like that. And that's where I'd be like. That's not actually funny. But then there's the there's part of that where I'm like, if I react in any way, there's enough of them where I can easily lose my life in this yeah, 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 in this yeah. place. I have no power to do anything. I just have to go about my business and carry on. And after that day, that first day, I was just like, okay, if this is what it's going to be like, because the tour was for two weeks as well, and we'd perform in different areas every day. I think we had maybe one or two days off where we didn't perform, but every day we were driving for hours to get to these areas, to perform, to speak to the people, and then leave. And then we'd always be leaving around like midnight, one, o- one o'clock in the morning, things like that. So it was, it was tiresome, it was a long tour. And to receive that level of abuse on the first day in the first show, stormed by it. It's the, the main part that got me, it wasn't just children saying that. Because I couldn't understand, they might have, no, I can't, nah, I can't. It's inexcusable. It's like, yeah. You'd see this on maybe music videos and things like that, but either way, you know the context it's in. You know the, the there's, it's not a lack of education, I don't know what it was, and it wasn't great. Oh no! Exactly what it was. It's racism. But it's, this ain't my story, Karen. That, that's kind of it. That w- that was basically what happened, and there were sev- several other instances where I would be like treated in that same way, or the people would say it to me expecting a reaction, and I w- I'd watch them be like watching me do something, and then I'd hear them say, it and I'm just like, it's gonna be another one of those shows is my reaction basically so what was said by the other individuals that also went on this missions trip with you did they defend you did they speak to the organizers the ones that had it first hand and put measures in place to protect you what was done by them because even as go on on. i think for um the people that actually saw it firsthand they were they were just like, oh, that's not right. They can't be doing this. It was and kind at what of point did they, did they express that sentiment? They said that out loud. But at the was, time? Yeah. Okay. But then nothing more happened, really. But that, was, that was an old time. It was nearly daily. From a safety perspective, full stop. It's too much. No, it's not. Do you have the vocabulary? Just deep breath and find the words. You can say ow to it. You know what I mean? As as a company that you you applied for the mission or whatever. Mm. Some it's just They're meant to protect their... I can't even... Yes, you can. 
take a breather. Yeah. How are you feeling, Jamal? After that. At the time, and then also now. At the time, I was just like, wow. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Yeah, at the time, I was just... <laughs> You don't have to be a big girl, and you don't have to be a big boy about it. <laughs> At the time, I was just like, I, I had to numb myself to it. Yeah. Literally, for my own sanity, I just had to numb myself to it. Do you feel like you're still numbing yourself now? Definitely. Because that's the only way I can really get through these types of things, is to numb myself and just... <sighs> and distract myself or else I'll just lose my mind genuinely so in that sense I was just like I, that was the realisation that things are different because I was born this way and I have no power of that That, that kind of triggered me to like just cut myself off from the rest of the group as well and not really be involved I'll, I'll, I'll just do what I can do with the shows but yeah. for the most part I'll just stay in the hotel room and just isolate myself and just try and survive the two weeks because I was by myself out there basically because yeah. I hadn't met anyone in the group up until the point that I got there yeah. and I travelled by myself all of that and yeah, and then the treatment for the two weeks that that was basically what it was. Mm. So I just had to numb myself and just try and really stay alive and stay sane for two weeks. And this was after like after being in Croatia, where I just spent time with some great people who I met around the world who from a drug camp, and I just spent a week with them being surrounded by people who really wanted everyone to succeed and be the best they can be, the best drummer that they can be. And then I come, fly straight from Croatia to Turkey to re receive that type of treatment. So I was just like, I didn't know what to do. It's, I don't know. It's not, it's not fun to live in that type of world it's not mm. fun to be a victim of it it's not it's, it doesn't make me feel like a big man coming out of the situation with my brain somewhat intact it's not fun so this is with George Floyd now this it's just another trigger where I'm just like this is ridiculous And say like there's minimal things you can do about it like me personally what can I do about it not much that's what's kind of frustrating for me and to deal with that realisation is just annoying I think one of the things you can see there is like the kind of 
way they were allowed and allowed to do that and what threat, what kind of madness is in the head of these people to really do that in the first place just random white people have never seen before that see someone they saw beneath them and they were just complete like complete pleasure in like stamping them and stamping them down on them in their heads in their minds it's like it's not a logical or like there's no there's nothing they gained from doing that other than like a tiny little bit of short term pleasure for stamping on someone they thought was beneath them like it just goes to show you can't just come at people come at these white people these racist white supremacists with facts and figures and try and weasel your way out with logically arguing with them there's nothing logical, there's nothing about, logical what about what they're doing there's nothing logical about what brought them to the point of treating another human being like that yeah. and the thing is with these with the people in Bulgaria anyways they, they weren't white they were of Turkish descent it's like that so mix it's, of like it's, Arabic, it's like where European. do they even get those ideals from it's, it has to be taught adults and children it's all taught important though because I think people don't know the reality of how it hurts you know what I mean yeah hmm. and it's for most of, for all of my friends they don't know that story either so it's it'll be a realisation for anyone close to you you don't have to be important yeah. like, you don't have to be in Bulgaria so that's, to, to have that reaction yeah. to racism or to something that's happened that's how we reacted that's how react to things that happened at school or things mm. happened at work you know it's that same frustration that burn in it because I remember we used to come back from school and literally like we had the bunk bed I used to stand up next to the thing and just scream mm. I used to come back and just scream screaming to the uh, mattress like because you know actually from a porpoise the teacher don't care the head of year don't care, the head of that department don't care, the head teacher don't care because the, the, these are all white people that, that value their whiteness over any other kind of morality, morality any kind of sense of justice. That, the power relation has to change, is what I'm saying. Quick check in. How are you all feeling having spoken about that? Because I know we're talking about things that have passed, but obviously there's still fresh feelings. Like, how are you feeling? Same. What's your body feeling like? For me, it's more or less the same. It's still, I'm still just as angry. Still just as scared as well. I think it's just, I just want people to hear, like, realities and it's not just America and it's not just this these specific incidents like it's every day it's every time like even like like certain fandoms so let's say a certain youtuber a certain youtuber I don't know I don't know 
like a white dude YouTuber who has like loads of fangirls and stuff. And let's say there's like a black girl takes a picture with the with the dude because she's a fangirl. Even in that, there's you can't do that because it would be like, oh, why is he with her? Like she's this that. You know what I mean? So it's in like everything that you do. You can't like certain things. You can't go certain places. You can't, you know, be who you want to be. Just because fucking social construct. And yeah, one of the things that people are bringing up quite a lot now as well, the people who are like YouTubers and speaking about everything that's going on with um, the issues of being a black human being. Um, Like, genuinely having to research how racist the place is before you can go there. Like, that's actually a thing that you have to do. And what's the implications of just existing in a different place? Or even wanting to go on holiday, you have to check first. Mm. Even if you... Like, when we went to um, visit a house that we were just looking at in another area, even, like, have, driving past the pub with oh, people yeah. sitting outside yeah. and people shocking us when we're driving past. We're not doing anything. We're trying to go to a location that has nothing to do with them. And they shark us and things like that in that type of environment. And it's just, it's like, there's literally no, they have no clue who we are. They don't know any type of um, social status no nothing and that's how they'll treat us off the bat for people a person who doesn't know us thinking they're superior because they might have lived in the area for longer it makes no sense and that's it's not it's not just one instance it is daily It's, it's not fair to live like that that's the reason things have to change. And you've got examples. Or just anything you want to get off your chest. Um, I think that's closing. Mm-mm. You want to wash? You want to wash the closing, don't you? You yes. don't want to say something. No, no but she just doesn't want to cry anymore. I oh, won't. Okay. You see the smile. <laughs> 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 okay. I think the main thing for me is just I. I just want to see my friends actually stand up. And yeah. Mm. I don't want no two two. Oh. No, you have to all or nothing. Thank you very much. To mm. actually demonstrate that they would protect you. Yeah. Yeah, because I was scenarios. Yeah, well. I was thinking that it was like if there was an instance of physicality in it, and if I was threatened physically, would they do anything? Mm. But and that goes for verb. Like, why wouldn't you protect me verbally or in this? It's the same thing. You're attacking mm. me either way. You know what I mean? Mm. So I expect the same reaction if they were going to punch me into the face or the same absolute chat. Absolute was. Yeah. It's like, don't be a spectator to the abuse. Like, you're not some sideline person. You're like, on. Like, you're on the same team yeah. as your supposed friend. So... As, even as a human being, you're on the same team. Like, if, if I yeah, saw yeah, someone getting beaten up in the street, I'd step in. The same reaction. And if it was my friend, then 
I'm willing to die for that. But that's not, it's not the other way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am extreme in that way, and I, I already know that, but, and I don't, the thing is, I don't expect that from, like, most of my friends. That's, okay, that's an extreme thing for me, but still, there's no sort of, like, any type of, like, real resistance that I'm seeing. Maybe I'm wrong, and the, everyone's been fighting for the cause behind closed doors, yeah, which is without, great, but... Yeah. As, as a person who is part of the cause and who is born into the, the cause, unfortunately the cause exists and has existed forever because it was made by people, by racism and things like that. But I just want to see more of my friends be... Active. Yeah, and be real friends and stand proactive, up. Proactive, as I said on my snap, be proactive. Don't come to me. I'm not your professor. I'm not your teacher. I'm not your mother. I'm not your father. I'm not your uncle. I'm not your auntie. I'm not your wife. Period. <laughs> Do it yourself. We've done coursework before. Thank you. Thank you. Exactly. If you're expecting to go to uni, you're expecting to get a degree. Part of that is doing research and independent thinking. Exercise it now. Practice. Since we're in quarantine, I need to actually. Because I can't go to uni without practicing how to research. That's fine. Period. Period. Yeah. We're allowed, allowed to uh, adopt some Closing. lucky Respinacles on this show. Are we actually in solidarity? You are. I saying we're allowed to use a new Respinacle on this show. Are we? Yeah. We've we been, been doing that. Period. I know, but I'm actually just thinking, like, are we? I don't know, man. I don't know. We've got yeah, family there. We're not. Well, not another Maybe show. Another show. Send us day. the cards. <laughs> send, us, send us the cards. Closing thoughts, you have. Closing thoughts. It cannot go on. Whether it's uh, capitalism, racism, same difference. Whether it's uh, whether it ends in Donald Trump and Amanda like that. And then, like Donald, like Donald Trump and uh, Boris Johnson, just turning a blind eye. Eugenics being the mainstream again. Either ends that way, or the good stuff. I.e., ending racism, lack liberation, etc., 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 etc. So you stand with or you're against. That's it. My closing thoughts. I have many. The first being to Jamal. I'm sorry that people didn't weren't there to protect you. I'm sorry that we weren't there to protect you. Or that someone couldn't find it within themselves to find the words and to know how to not even shield you, because certain things you just can't be shielded from in life, but even just to just to back you and to like advocate on your behalf you in your destructive self <clears throat> I'm saving that meme after I'm saying currently <laughs> 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 but yes because I can see how you kind of like just locking up yourself and just like whenever however you find the means to like process through that 
any future incidents. Like, you're actually not isolated in it. That's not to say, like, oh, don't talk about it because, like, you're not the only one that goes through that stuff. But just, like, that hurt isn't something that you need to quash or, like, keep inside kind of thing, so... You, your humanity is seen and then to Kayla because I know like you're trying to like compress your yourself from crying but like you actually don't need to and obviously that's like a real concern to like want to protect like your blood relative but even not in, not in just that same circumstance like I imagine it's just just the whole thing so it's like we don't actually need to stifle ourselves and just my personal commitment to myself is just I ain't stifling nothing no more. Like, you're not going to hear what I've got to say. And either you're hearing me or you're not hearing me. And that's all. And what happens after that is the cards that the cards fall where the cards fall. But just in terms of like things with like George Floyd and that kind of stuff, as Lamar said, like, this cannot stand. And it will not. Like, this is the last time I'm, like, doing this kind of... Let me put it this way. This is the last time I'm doing this. No, because I'm going to go to a place and then... It's, the thing is, it's not even tears anymore. As I said on, on Twitter, like, it's, it's a persistent deep rage at this point and rage is the correct term and no it's not just being dramatic and you know you have to be mindful and you know a lot kind of stuff and oh side note yeah uh, okay so i need certain christians to loud up the place a bit a little bit more because if you, for those that claim christianity i need you to talk like that's really what you're claiming And not to cop out with oh love one another. And whatever and what and all that other empty platitudes and just throwing out scriptures. If that's really what you stand for, stand for it. Because it's because it's a whole lot of chat. And, and trying to see the, and trying to turn the other cheek. There is no turning the other cheek when it comes to this. And I'm sorry, but if that's the kind of person that you are, we're just not on the same page. You can do whatever kind of resistance you want to do on your side. That's that's you. But just know that in when it comes to action, we're not on the same page. So don't ask me for no tutorial. Don't ask me for no resources. Don't literally don't out. Don't ask me nothing. Because I've been talking about this stuff since year eight, and you can see how even like my younger siblings are still experiencing this stuff. And I said earlier on how when just as the older sibling, like whatever environment I walk into, in my mind it's like I I need to set to set a certain standard. So that whatever I experience as, as just a single individual, that doesn't get replicated with my younger siblings. And you can see how that, that, that effort has been futile. 
and the level of rage that that sets me to, you, you don't even know. You don't even know. In fact, you don't even need to be black to be able to, um, to empathise. There's all kinds of people that have siblings. You know the levels that you will go to to protect your own relatives as well as just those on the street. So... I'm done. Yeah. No justice, no peace. I hope you've listened yes. intently and actually taken anything on board, taken what I've said on board. And actually sit in your feelings. Mm. Don't don't, don't just like, oh, I feel uncomfortable, I'm going to scroll Instagram now. I'm going to post some, I'm going to repost somebody else that said something of substance. No speaking your own words. Don't try and copy and paste. Because that's another thing I've noticed a lot of copy and pasting. I mean, there's there's reposting and there's amplifying other people that's giving valuable information. But when it comes to people that haven't said nothing this whole time, but as soon as the opportunity to drop a little square box mm -hmm. was given, that's that was the easiest thing for you to do. I mean, I'll, I'll take it, but also don't just rely on reposting. Don't, just, re don't just rely on liking. It's not hard. But actually, like, what are you actually saying as as an individual? Sorry, I, I spoke over you. Like, you need to, for anyone that's listening and of all ages, you do need to start having conversations with your family on how to really make some sort of change mm. a proper change and and if it's like you if you have like coming from a background where like maybe you have grandparents who were mildly racist you have to stop people you, you can't pick be like oh up. it's That's just not. him no because what he's saying you're hearing and you'll replicate that whether you're conscious of it or not and so, and, and it's wrong you can't just allow things to go on. Oh, because in their day or no. you know their their time period, no. They're here too. They it's okay. Their time period. Their time They're still alive. Is the era still now? I mean, in their time period, people's heads were getting crushed, just like today. Exactly. And they held them peace, so it's even worse. <laughs> Nothing is this. Like if they're able to articulate worse. their thoughts and express those kind of views, they have a certain mental capacity to be able to change those mental mm. views. To, to be able to change those views. Because the brain has plasticity, as we've learned in psychology, you can change at any age. There's no bounds. So don't I don't accept any excuses that oh they're young, they're old. I do not care. And it's not necessarily that you can change them, but it's about expressing like, no, I don't, that's not okay with yeah, me. Yeah, I don't ride with that. Set a boundary. If that's what you're really about. If, if, if it's true that you're anti-racist, not just not racist, but anti-racist, are you going to set a boundary even with your own family member? Because if you're not, then you're not really about it. And you need to close your lips and move from the black people around you because you're putting them at, at a physical risk. You're endangering them by saying you're about something, but you're not really about it. Mm. Because when it comes time to be able to to be able to like to be able to back up your words, and if you're not really about it because you because you do it, you were too simple. 
to be able to set a boundary with your own family member. Of course, you're not going to be able to back it up when it comes down to it. As Kayla was saying, like if there's a physical altercation or your black friend is in a is a in is in a situation where their health and safety is at risk, you're you're not going to have the practice to be able to step in and jump in immediately. Probably won't do it at all. No. You'll just stand there, just like dumbfounded, and, and just then stare. Make, make them a hashtag, which adds to the problem. And then you'll be doing up Instagram posts like, oh, I knew this person personally, mm. and it was just so lovely to me, and da, 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 da. No, the point of Black Lives Matter and speaking up for George Floyd is that we preserve black life. That is the point. It's not about, oh, we need to make sure we're talking about the people that, that just died. The point of talking about prevention, about people like Philando Castile and Breonna Taylor, and name some other people, and Sarah Reed and Mark Duggan, and... Just oh, that whole list of names is so that it doesn't happen again. So that when there's a scenario where you have where you have police over abusing their powers, that the that the person's life is preserved. It's not just about 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 just talking and showing support. The point is preservation of life. And if you can't get behind that, move from me. And trust me, you need to move from my siblings as well. You know, no, because you, you think I'm... We, we... I know, I know yeah. you get it, but right now I'm addressing the audience and listeners, and this includes black listeners as well. Use your voice. I understand there's different ways that people deal with stuff. It's in the hands of the quiet anyway. But we, we need to back up each other. And that's it. Uh, to close, thank you for. If you got this far, thank you for staying. You know, listening to the whole conversation, so you get a whole picture of what we're talking about. And our, our personal experiences with it as well. Yeah. Which is amazing. We wanted to get across to people really. Yeah. It's not. It's not limited to America. It's not limited to London or Birmingham places that are yeah so it's not it's not limited to places that are like the US um, or main cities that you might be nearby to it's 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 there it's in the air it's literally outside your door it's in your house it's, it sleeps with you at night it's there that's what racism racism is also sweet. we're not going to celebrate you for the the minutest things that's my final thing yeah, yeah, if you if you are standing for this, and as in standing up for the Black Lives Matter movement, and you expect a handshake and a well done and a high five, that's then you're not really for it. That's not what we. You shouldn't for. expect a congratulations. You should be doing it full stop. Thank you. Yeah, this is. I don't. This isn't just black life. It's human beings. It's existing. Is a keep. It's being alive. It's daughters. It's moms. It's dads. It's sisters, it's brothers, it's cousins, it's aunties. It's not just... Yeah. So, yeah, this podcast will be on... Thank you for listening to this three-part series on our conversation about racism. 
And we talk about racist incidents as they come up anyway, like between us. Um, but there was definitely something different about it this time. Um, I hope that these kinds of conversations are also happening in your own households and that our chat encourages you to keep the pressure on. It's definitely no time to let up with our efforts to effect systemic change. So continue to sign petitions, be vocally supportive, share, donate, retweet, advocate, reflect, read, watch, listen, march, kneel, support, um, organise, protest and innovate for the cause like let's do the deep work to affect change and completely eradicate anti-black racism wherever we find it whether that be our workplace in friendship groups in our religious groups in our families or even our own mind so thank you for listening bye